No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Summer's here and the time is right to get yourself some new clothes. Because your closet looks weird. I guarantee it, it looks like mine, and it's the same shit that's been in there forever. And uh, <laughs> if um, Where should I go? Like a department store or yeah, something? Yeah, a department right. store. You should get your checkbook <laughs> and go to the department store, Apple. Um, no. With his pocketbook? Yes. And then yeah. you can stop at the haberdasher and the mustache the, the apothecary on your way home. No. But really, go to Shop Tour Bus. Shop Tour Bus. That's right. Shop Tour Bus has your threads. For the last Dead & Co. shows. That's right, man. If you are going to San Francisco, hit yourself up with a beautiful, or hip yourself up, with a beautiful, new, soft, comfy, wonderfully designed Grateful Dead tee from Shop Tour Bus. And hey, it's not just a t-shirt you're getting. You're getting an all-over print box. You're getting all kinds of extras, and some of you are going to get a Grateful Dead cassette bootleg, bootleg. miracle in That's your right. box. I mean it. Like... You're going to get what you ordered and all the extra stuff and a cool box and yay. And then you open it and there's like a real bootleg in there that you can put in a tape deck next to Apple's checkbook. Then you can listen to it. It holds the magic. That's right. (laughs) It's super dope. So, and they're giving you free shipping when you check out, put in the promo code, no simple road, all one word. And our family over at shop tour bus is going to be giving you free shipping. It's pretty cool. Free shipping. That's happening over at shop tour bus because it's summer and your closet looks dumb. Like (sighs) mine. And wow. make it make it not look dumb. Go to Shop Tour Bus. Go check them out on Instagram as well, at Shop Tour Bus. And then when you're done... <laughs> what should I do after I order my t-shirt? You should go spill some food on it. What? Yeah. What kind of food? You should go to Fire on the Mountain. Fire on the Mountain with my Fire Mountain on the tea whoa, whoa. Well, i'm a fire on the mountain tea yes you could <laughs> that actually do that yeah you could do that you you know I, I would wear a bib or tuck a napkin in as to <laughs> not stain ruin. yeah but if it's like tie-dye then you can like it's kinda... extra tie-dye I, I just recently <laughs> stained my lazy lightning shirt from shop tour bus by cooking in it the other Aww. night yeah see what happens Sad. well don't cook go to fire on the mountain they're gonna cook for you it's the grateful dead family doing the cooking there's three locations here in portland there's two locations in Denver. And one coming to Bend. That's what? right. And That's exciting. If you're a vegan or a vegetarian and you're like, I don't want to hear anything else about chicken wing places, Aaron. Guess what? They Got have vegan covered. and vegetarian yes, options. they do. That are just as good as the rest of the stuff on the menu. So don't be sad. 
turn that frown upside down. Do you want to know what awesome things they do? <laughs> they also close for the 4th of July and give their employees the entire day off. That's because Jordan's dope. That's what I'm saying. They're awesome in front of the scenes and behind the scenes. So and go to Fire on the Mountain. If you're not in one of these places that, you know, if you're not in Portland or you're not in Denver, and a lot of you aren't, I know, it's okay. Yeah. Go to PortlandWings.com. You can get yourself some of their swag. You can uh, order some, some of their, their sauce. sauce. And then you'll have a whole saucy, swaggy kind of time. Socks and sauce. Hey, man. Right. Mix How it about up. You and can put the cups. sauce in the socks for a cute present. Okay. I'm down with what Mel's talking about. So that's yeah. PortlandWings.com. You can also follow them on social media at FOTMPDX and FOTM Denver. That is fire on the mountain. And then as you're heading out the door to, to go f- to a show that, at a venue you've never been to before. And you're kind of nervous. Well, you're wondering what to do with all your stuff. What I you want, can bring I, in. Where I can I park? I want to know where I can yeah. sit. Where it's not going to sound muddy. Yeah. Where well, can I, I? Look, I have extra stuff I want to bring. I want to know if I'm going to be shaken down at the door. Well, let me tell you what to do. You're going to go to VenueLama.com. And you're asking me, For Aaron, what? why would I go to VenueLama.com? Aaron, you, why would I go to VenueLama.com? That's exactly how you do that. You go... And then I would say VenueLama.com is where live music fans share helpful insider venue reviews and information based on their own experiences. This is us telling each other the real deal. So a non-censored forum. Yeah. This isn't like some dude that's never been to a show before giving you dumb information like I parked my car in the sea lot and it was a long walk. It was. It's not stuff like that. It's like it's really good information like where to sit, what Hotels to stay at. Where? What good places to eat are around the venue? What's security like? What kind of bags can you bring in? And that sea lot parking isn't that bad if you park in the sea lot, yeah. and then you're like, dang. You gotta know before you go, That's and the right. only way to know before you go is to go to Venue Llama. And hey, head over to VenueLama.com today to sign up for your free Llama account and start reviewing today. And you know what? It's past July 4th, so just go over there and sign up, man. You never know; they could still be giving shit away. I, I haven't talked to them. They were giving stuff away before the 4th. They'll probably do it They'll after. They'll probably do it again. Don't say you heard it here, though. So go to <laughs> VenueLama.com and follow on Instagram at VenueLama. Now you know, because we told you. You're informed. You got to roll. Hey, music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy.
now trying to like. I was going to say something, but you, you, you did it like a tray. He was just staring up <laughs> at the ceiling, not at the ceiling, but like towards it, like possibly through it. I froze. I froze. You were gathering right. inspiration is what I thought. Move me brightly inspiration. Hey now, No Simple Road family. This is Aaron. And this is Mel. And this is Apple. And we're back <laughs> for another Friday edition of No Simple Road. Welcome back. Yeah. We're, we're glad you came. I'm so glad that us. you came and decided to drive with us today. Or, or fly, sit or, or fly. Stand, sit, or, fly, or stand, you know, listen, go to the gym, whatever you need run, to do. Sit on your couch. What I meant oh. to say is I'm glad you're spending time with us today. Thank, Thank you, you for rejoining the No Simple Road. Collective. Yeah. Family collective. Mm-hmm. So we have something really cool for you all this week in honor of the... Final, final run yeah. of Dead and Company shows. Final days. We've been holding on to our content from Skull and Roses this year. Yeah. Because we wanted to do like a whole kind of couple of weeks of Grateful Dead inspired stuff for all of you. A little sprinkles. Yeah, since we can't be there or we're not going to be there, we figure we can be a little like jovial and kind of celebratory in our own way. And for the people that are going that listen to us that know that we're not going to the show they can kind of get you know Pumped maybe up. feel like we'll like wake we're there with you uh, okay in their own sure. way yeah. that works i like it right? yeah right on, hey babe. man i'm there with you man <laughs> pass that like, over here so so wait before we continue i have to say we have jay blakesburg for about 20 minutes here and then an amazing conversation with the one and only rosie, rosie mcgee, McGee. yeah if you don't know who Rosie McGee is, she's you, been around from yeah, the Genesis. Yeah, this is a a chronicler, a photographer, a storyteller, and a badass woman, man. And she's got the most gorgeous, captivating eyes you will ever stare into. She, those are those, those eyes, eyes have seen some things. I mean, she she does. She looks like I would imagine how Moses' eyes looked when he saw God and it's coming the down the mountain, bush. like just that. <laughs> and you yeah. do you see her eyes like it's like sparks in her eyes. I was just going to say like glitter. About, yeah, yeah. Like fireworks. And they, they glitter. We had all said that mm-hmm. after we sat down with her. She and didn't this lose talk. the twinkle in her eye. No, mm-hmm. <clears throat> no. Um, so and she's funny. <laughs> absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> in honor of. This final, final couple of few shows here. This is part of the chronicling of the lifespan of the Grateful Dead is what Jay Blakesburg is doing and what Rosie did for the Grateful Dead. And um, it's happening again now. There's another cycle. Another wave. Of Grateful Dead world myth coming to an end. And these are the people that tell the story and picture and it's super important for this community to have them documenting exactly so that when all the years combine all the years years later we can look back and say remember when Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's just hearsay do you know what i mean yeah yes when she she was in a special spot to capture stuff that nobody has seen well and jay too yeah and yeah both of them to capture so so much in their photography history that is just starting to see the light of day some of it yeah and And, um and we actually have uh skull and roses to thank for inviting us out 
to be able to do this. Like yeah. we were documenting for Skull and Roses and this is part of, you know, of that as well. But the timing just couldn't have been better to yeah. do this. And and I got to say a special thank you to Dennis McNally and Katie and Aaron for having No Simple Road out to Skull and Roses. It was it was an amazing time and just want to say thank you to the three of you for having us and, yeah. and letting us do this there and having these incredible moments that we get to share with our listener family and it wouldn't happen without you guys. So thank you so much. And, and, you know, I think it's kind of fitting too, that even though we're as no simple road are not able to attend any of these final dead and company shows, we are at Oregon country fair, which is steeped in grateful dead history itself. Yes. So yeah, we are, we're holding down the other end of the, yeah, the other, other side of the energetic, uh, grateful dead space. Yep. So yeah, we're holding it down over at fair and we're actually, we're, we're at fair. Yeah. We, we just, we just woke up at our second morning of fair right Whoa. now. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Our first morning of fair. Yeah. First morning. Yeah. Cause we had to get there a little early. So we'll be Yesterday. there the day before fair and uh, today is so happy fair if you're going to fair. Yeah, we'll see you there. Yeah, we'll see fair. you there. Come come find us. We're going to be performing on Saturday and Sunday. Um, we're super looking forward to it. Saturday, 2.30 p.m. and Friday, 5.30. Yeah, 5.30 We'll see you on there the, on the fair. front Mel porch stage. Where. Yeah, so sure there. did. Be a lot of on rhymes the, on there. The porch. It's like Dr. Seuss. So get your, derriere. get your derriere to the fair. <laughs> Without a care, so we'll it, be there. In case you, you didn't want to like try and muddle your way through all of us talking over each other, we're going to be <laughs> on the front porch stage Saturday at 2.30 p.m. And again at 5.30 p.m. on Sunday and on Saturday we are going to be um, talking with LPGOB and her parents. Yeah. So be there, be square. Or round or rhombus or a triangle. Or whatever whatever fun costume you decide to come. I hope you could be there, but you could be a shape. Um, (laughs) So I think it would be prudent to uh, get everybody to the interviews. But uh, before we go, I want to say something about dead and company after i saw the video that nate sent me this morning (laughs) with the drone with the drones (laughs) i now have four real fomo of these shows and i'm super bummed that i can't be why don't you take connor up on his offer because we have a show here what day is that it's the same day as the last show on the 14th the 15th oh yeah Anyway, so I just want to say a huge thank you to Dead & Company for doing what they did for No Simple Road without knowing it. (laughs) You guys were a huge inspiration for us early on. And Um, you too, O'Teal, especially. That's what I was just going to say. O'Teal for... Yes, O'Teal and Jeff, absolutely, for putting us on the map and and talking to us and and giving us good time, not just any time. You gave us really good, thoughtful time, and I'll never forget that. Yeah. Uh, If you haven't listened to the couple of times that we had O'Teal on and the Jeff Comenti interview, you should go back and listen to it if you're a Dead & Company fan. Also, Big Steve and, and, um, yeah, Donna and uh, Dennis McNally. If you're into the Grateful Dead, you should go check those out. Go check all those out. And also just a huge thanks to Dead & Company for just 
they injected something back into the world that we're seeing happening right now and is going to like everything that Grateful Dead did. It's just going to keep on rippling out forever. Yep. And uh, it's bittersweet that it's ending. Um, You know, they say, don't don't be sad that it's gone. Be happy that it happened. Yeah. And so I'm cultivating that. But I am I'm a little salty that I can't be at the last show. Uh, the Jeff Comenti episode is episode 143. Wow, that was a long time ago. That was a, that was a minute. Um, but yeah, Dead & Company, thank you for, for being there for No Simple Road and helping us create the family that we have. We couldn't have done it without you guys. And um, I hope that each one of you is exactly where you want to be when this thing is done and doing exactly what you want to do. And we love you guys. Okay, and, and the episode with O'Teal is episode 22. Holy shit. Right? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, stuff, that's raw. That's, yeah. That's, that, that's that was, primal NSR. <laughs> you got to wade through an hour of us talking about shop tour bus before you get to the. Yeah, I can remember that too. That was the first time you like DM'd somebody like that and yeah. he immediately replied and was so gracious. Crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you know what to do. All the things. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through it, but. You know, join us on Patreon. Look us up on Instagram. Go to our website, www.nosimpleroad.com. Buy some new merch for the summer. And then get a tarot reading. Get a tarot reading from me and Aaron. And then leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, which nobody's done. No, we got no wah, review wah, for wah, June, wah, and but that means we're going to get more for that's July. That's cool. Well, like, give us a few in July. That's what's going on. Um, also, call our tepid line, 971 808 1524. Like this. You guys, this. Hold on. Hey there, No Simple Road family. This is you boy Eli Paul from Cincinnati. What's up, Eli? Um, calling in to share in joy and in grief in a lot of ways mm-hmm. as I make the incredibly painful uh, trip back to work on this Monday morning Aww. after attending uh, what was the last Resonance Festival uh, this past weekend. And um, Resonance was my first festival back in 2015. Um, it was my first time seeing every band there, particularly Papadocio, who is my absolute favorite. Um, I follow them everywhere I can. And I watched them up on that stage and that, that year in 2015. And it completely altered my trajectory. And um, now fast forward to now, my band Mind at Large is opening for Papadozio this <gasps> month. What? And we got to play this final installment of the festival. Wow. And um, it was really, really special to get Aww. to do that. You know, uh, our, our set got moved uh, throughout the weekend to a way better spot. We were 2.30 on Saturday when everybody was nice and soft. And I absolutely could not keep my eyes off of the crowd. I was my body was absolutely vibrating with, with energy the second we walked on that stage. And it was really special to be able to do that. It was also me and my partner's six-year anniversary. Uh, Happy anniversary. Last Wednesday. That's and right. we got to celebrate that there with the band and, and our closest friends. And that was really nice. Um, it was also pretty heartbreaking. Uh, just because it was the last one, it, I think it really hit me. Uh, when we were pulling out of the venue yesterday, 
Um, I just started weeping because oh, I realized I was leaving residence for the last time. Oh, and, um, <laughs> I really wish that the three of you could Aww. have seen the festival in its heyday because it was the type of place where every, like every question you have gets answered right in front of you. Every thought you have, um, affects the, how the music is being played and how your surroundings are interacting with itself and with you. And, um, I've, I've never seen another festival like Resonance. Um, especially in its early years, there was just something massive and ancient and very, very, very significant about it. Wow. And um, it, it's almost like grieving the loss of a loved one, you know, um, mm-hmm. to, to a lesser degree, of course. But nonetheless, you know, I, I my life will now be a testament of that festival and the power that it had. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who agree with me. There's more. It's me, Eli, again. Uh, I got cut off there, so I'll, I'll just wrap this up real quick. Um, my, my, my life will be a testament to this festival and the mm-hmm. joy and the compassion and the love that it brought out of its attendees. And, um, you know, it's, it's not all bad. I am incredibly grateful to have been there for the last one and to play and to have had such a special time playing and, uh, the weekend was just deeply validating and it was like the like resonance itself was was giving me and my family everything that it could before we finally parted ways with it um so yeah i'm feeling like a like a sappy fucking mess this morning and uh i'm gonna try to get through today luckily we're off tomorrow so i can just sit around and just allow it to you know, soak into my body and all that. Um, but I, I definitely wanted to share this with the three of you and with the listeners, um, just because this, this festival is so significant to so many people and, uh, it's story needs told. So, um, yeah, I love you guys. I hope you have a good week and, uh, we're, uh, Pretty overdue for a for a good old fashioned sit down between the four of us. So let's let's make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Let's do love it. You love you it. too, man. We love wow, you, Eli. and we, we feel that pain Hell too. Yeah. Man, Hell, when yeah. the festival well, goes away, I pulled up your pictures from Resonance on Insta while we listened to this because I wanted to see. I saw the pictures you posted like earlier. And then we just listened to this together and seeing your face and that happiness and like you could see that bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that bittersweet look in your eye. I'm sorry. We know how that feels when, you know, summit closed and we, we hadn't even gone that many years. We were just so sad that that special energy wouldn't be around anymore. You know, like something that gathered all these unique loving beautiful people in and then in such a gorgeous space like and and now it's happening with dead and company too yeah yeah yeah, lots of things are coming to a close it's a time for closings and new beginnings yes new beginnings when this energy is released like that it doesn't go away it takes a different form so you know there's those of us out here that are doing what we can to fashion something new out of nothingness yeah and the beauty that was released in those things that have now gone away like you said earlier 
don't be sad that it. Yeah, I've is seen over. that. But, but now I'm still, that yeah, happen. but that's you tough. get sad in the moment yeah. when, we, when we wait for the new things. To we happen. gotta be sad when new we're sad. It's important. So that's that. Everybody is the tepid line nine seven one eight zero eight fifteen twenty four. We love you, Eli. Thank you for calling yeah, in. Yeah, man, giving us that report from Resonance. That's, that's a prime and example. Yeah, happy anniversary how you do it. too. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Having all that impactful, like heavy stuff happening in one moment, like this big culmination. That is, a that's, a, that's a life reset, brother. Mm-hmm. So take advantage of it, bro. It's a, it's a good time. Just smile and, your and way And congratulations that you had that yeah. opportunity, man. And hey, Mel brought up Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Here's the thing. You're missing out on all the content that's there. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of stuff is on there that you've never heard. And if you like no simple road, then you should go on there. You know, it'll cost you like a buck. Or You'll more, definitely whatever. like it. And hey, I want to say thanks to Brendan. <gasps> Brendan yeah, Taco. Patreon. A Patreon subscriber with No Simple Road. Thanks for, for helping support us, brother. You know and, what? Uh, we love you. That specifically is so special because we know how hard Brendan is working to make his own dream come true. Yeah. And he's putting out and doing that for us. Putting That's, his money where his love is. I'm... I'm so grateful for that, Brendan. Yeah, Thank you thanks, so man. much. So, we love you and believe in you. And and congratulations on putting the <laughs> the band back together. Yeah. Yeah. So, or, or it's still together, yeah, but you know, the, like Latin performing. didn't go anywhere. No, I just mean like, you know, performing again. And, and tell, tell Pops we say hi. <laughs> um, so, hey, everybody, we got a twofer for you this week. Jay Blakesburg and Rosie McGee live from Skull and Roses. Pretty cool, I have to say. And I know that both of them have a lot going on i know rosie just won some awards right yeah she won the 26th annual independent publisher book award um she got a gold medal in coffee table book category and a bronze medal in covers category for oversized books congratulations rosie that's sweet you deserved it yeah well done and if you want to order her book that she sold through the first 1600 copies Ordered 1,200 more, which says that they were to arrive up here in Portland area sometime in April. So they're probably out there. You can go to rosiemcgee.com and follow the links and find out more about her. See her cute little childhood photo and her bio and check out what's going on with Rosie. Her her books are Dancing with the Dead and My Grateful Dead Photos. You got it. If you haven't seen them, these are definite books you need to go check out these are from a very unique perspective this yeah, is a cool new, the, gift to give somebody who's feeling sad that um denco is over true such a cool thing be like you know what here i got you something sweet mm-hmm. and, and the newest book has 40 percent of the over 400 photos are never seen by anybody before really yeah wow all right cool so that's rosie's happenings and then jay if you go to jblakesburg.com you can pick up retro Blakesburg, his coffee table book. And then he's got some events going on. I know in San Francisco, um, during the last Dead and Company shows in the Lower Hate, there's a there's a gallery that he's going to be showing in there. And he's going to talk about that in the interview here. And then uh, he's Jay has so much stuff going on. Oh my God, he has so just, many festivals, so yeah. many dead shows. I'm sure you've seen him around northeast, west, south. He's everywhere. <laughs> he does <laughs> pop up everywhere. Um, and he's a hardworking man, and he's doing really beautiful, historical, he's important doing the work. Lods work. 
He is. That's right. So, yeah, um, that is how you can find out more about the two of these amazing chronicler, storyteller, picture-making, wonderful human beings that we had on. This is a festival recording. So this is not like in our studio. This isn't a Zoom call. So you're going to hear music in the background. You're going to hear the wind, maybe. Uh, maybe a mic will cut out here or there. But hey, it's, it's festive. festival. And it's festive. Transport yourself <laughs> to, the, to the Ventura County Fairgrounds back in April. The sun is shining. Gorgeous Music's weather. playing. Nice offshore breeze. It smells like kind bud B.O. and patchouli. And you're backstage with salt us. Salt water. In salt water. And you're backstage with us hanging out with Jay Blakesburg and Rosie McGee. You guys ready? I'm ready. So without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Jay Blakesburg and Rosie McGee. You know, yeah, I got. I was lucky enough to see The Grateful Dead here in 82 and 87. Wow. Yeah, old school. So when The Dead was here, was the configuration different the way yeah, that... The stage was where it was last year, so the stage was over there. If you were standing on stage looking out, the bleachers were on your right. And the bleachers also had a roof that rusted off apparently and fell down. And most oh, of my shit. pictures from here at an 87 are just of deadheads dancing. I don't even think, I think I took like two pictures of the band from the back of the room. Everything oh, else wow. is just people and I have some really incredible pictures of like the fans going at it. So Jay, man, you have a, a unique viewpoint on all this too, because you know, you're photographing not just Grateful Dead related stuff, you're photographing the music world, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like today, Dogs in a Pile, for instance, here at Skull and Roses, um, you know, obviously their name is from a Grateful Dead song, but they're not a Grateful Dead cover band. And those kids are unfucking real, you know, and that's the next generation is bands that are, are going to take this music as inspiration. Right, so here at Skull and Roses, we have a lot of tribute bands that are obviously inspired by, you know, the Grateful Dead. Right. Right, and uh, and so um, that's like one whole segment, but there's other bands that are inspired by the Grateful Dead that are going to take that music and turn it into what they're doing. Right. And these kids, I mean, you guys just interviewed the Dogs and Apollo guys. I mean, they're 21, 22, 23 years old. Yeah, Jeremy's the old man in the band, I think. And so No, no, that was that was We it. all good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Anyway, so you know, I, I think that for me to tap into some of these young bands, I mean, I was it was actually funny, I was thinking about this today. When they're forty oh, shit. Okay. Like I'm gonna be almost eighty. Wow. And and I'll probably still be hanging out with them. With like some sort of like camera that's in my glasses that I just have to like touch, because I can't, I'll be so old and decrepit I won't be able to carry a camera anymore. I know, Jay, you're doing a lot. You, but I'll still be your, rocking and rolling. Well, you're still rocking and rolling right now, but you also have your exhibit here. Talk about that because that's that was a healing thing that happened earlier today. Yes, yeah, or so, I guess for over the last couple. Yeah, of days. the last couple of days. So so yesterday. We had um, Ron Rakow up in the booth, and Ron managed the Grateful Dead from the late 60s, I think 67 to about 76. Uh, he was involved in managing the band, and also he formed Grateful Dead Records and Round Records. And and uh, um, recently, him and Mountain Girl connected via the internet um, uh, email, and um, they saw each other for the first time. So I believe it was the first time that Ron and Mountain Girl have seen each other in 50 years. 
Ron and Betty in 50 years, Ron and Rosie in 50 years, Ron and Roni in 50 years. It's I a mean, family reunion. It's a family reunion. And, and you know, when uh, so when we last spoke when we were up in Portland, I, I talked about Ron's photos a little bit and how, you know, I resurrected them out of storage where they've been for 50 years. I mean, there's this incredible photograph of Rosie in a swimming pool in Chateau d'Orville, France in 1971 where she's naked, you know? What? And I said to her, I go, I go, Rosie, Ron took the, the topless photo of you. She goes, I wasn't just topless in that swimming pool. I was naked. <laughs> you know? And so, so. That in our interview this time around. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, all of these people reconnecting uh, here at Skull and Roses and, and, and hanging out in my booth with all these photos of mine and Ron's and other photographers that we have in our collection. Uh, That's what I was going to say. You helped to facilitate that. That's a huge deal, especially right. I feel like this specific Skull and Roses, we've been talking a lot about the threads and the, the fabric that has created the Grateful Dead history. Absolutely. And I think even since last time we spoke, a big thing happened in my world with my daughter, Ricky, who yeah. was with us on the podcast. And that is that um, uh, Ricky and I acquired all the Egypt photos from the only professional photographer that was in Egypt in 78. Wow. Uh, a British photographer named Adrian Boot. And uh, we own those negatives and, and photographs now. Congratulations, that's and amazing. And some of the most, you know, the shot of Jerry in front of the pyramids is, you know, one of the most iconic photos of Jerry. And, and I was talking to Trixie Garcia, and, and she looked at and she goes, they're home now with family. Aww. You know, like those, you know, they've been in England for almost 50 years. Yeah. And, uh, and so now they're back with us and, you know, we, we have them and the family can use them and, and, you know, they'll be out there in the public. And so, um, you know, that's one of the things that, that my daughter and I are doing is all of this preservation of all of this archival stuff because it's really important history. And on the music side and the Grateful Dead side, that's my history too. Right. You know, and so to have, you know, photographs now in our collection from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s of this band, I mean, we're building out, you know, what I hope will eventually be a very definitive collection of the Grateful Dead. The other thing that's cool that has uh, happened since we last spoke is uh, when Dead & Co. come to uh, San Francisco for the final three shows of this final tour, um, we're doing an, uh, a photo, ex it's actually a, a historic exhibit at the Haight Street Art Center. I believe it's hatestreetart.org and it's going to open on July 11th. So three nights before the big shows at Oracle and it's a 50 year retro, I mean, I'm sorry, it's a 30 year retrospective. I say 50 because we're in, you know, past 50 now, right. but it's 30, it's 65 to 95, the Jerry years. And, uh, and I'm co-curating it with the Hate Street Art Center and it's free to the public and it'll be open every day during the, 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 the run. So anybody coming to San Francisco for those shows can go to the Hate Street Art Center. It's on Hate Street. I believe it's either 250 or 215 Hate Street down at the bottom in the lower Hate, free to the public. And it's gonna be this, and Blair Jackson's writing all the text for it. I'm curating all the photos and the Art Center's curating all the posters. And then I'm curating some ephemera as well. So it's gonna be like a, a mini museum exhibit wow. in San Francisco. So people will be able to go to those final shows and then get some of the history too at the same time if they want to take time and go Absolutely. over to Lower 8 and, and check it out. And the band has endorsed it and are behind it and are su oh, supportive shit. of it. So, uh, 
you know, just look it up, Hate Street Art Center, so, and, and it'll be up July 11th till Labor Day weekend. What's your What's your take on this final tour of Dead & Company? Do you think that it's going to continue on? Well, obviously, we got big news today that Bill Kreutzmann is right. not going to be uh, participating in the, the final tour. Um, you know, when Bobby first started this whole thing, he did an interview uh, and talked about how he had a dream where oh, yeah, he was like Jerry floating there. Behind, yeah. The interesting thing is, is that a couple of days before he did that interview, I did a photo shoot with him for the cover of Relics magazine, and he mm -hmm. told me the exact same story. Okay. Oh shit. So uh, it's interesting because he talked about how Dead and Co will live on beyond this band, beyond Bob, beyond Bill, beyond Mickey, beyond John, and I would like to see that happen, right? You know. Me too. And, and uh, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, and uh, I don't really, um, you know, I don't know the no. inside scoop of exactly what they're planning but Skull and Roses is one place where this music will go on and live forever and hopefully there'll be Dead & Co stuff that'll continue so you know I don't really know but okay. you know Billy's not going to stop playing music No, he's already announced a show in New Orleans right yeah. Jazz Fest he'll do stuff Bobby will do stuff Mickey will do stuff the magic will continue it's the spirit of the Grateful Dead will live on you know, and that's the other thing Bobby talks about with the symphony projects is that he wants this music to live on for hundreds of years. We have the documentation. We have the photographs. We have 2,500 tribute bands around the country. Right, and even we what we're doing. No, we're... no Simple Road. I mean, you know, we have like... It's pretty incredible to be part of, and I just wanted to say from one media to another, thank you for doing your part in preserving that and really making beautiful displays too, the museum exhibits and all of that, that's, um, not only are you capturing it, but then you're, you're putting it back in such a beautiful way. So just thanks, Jay, for, for doing this for the community. You're welcome. And for so long. And speaking of museum exhibits, when we spoke last time, my museum exhibit was up in New in Jersey, Jersey yeah. at a Smithsonian affiliate. It's coming to San Francisco. That, um, oh, when? So, when is that so gonna happen? It'll be at the Contemporary Jewish Museum in San Francisco. Uh, September, October, November, December 2023, and January 2024. Five wow. months. So September through January. Yes, and it'll be the same thing. It'll be called Retro Blakesburg Captured on Film, 1978-2008, Contemporary Jewish Museum in San Francisco. And, uh, and we're making it bigger than it was in New Jersey at the Smithsonian Affiliate Museum. Right. We're adding like something like 50 to 75 photographs, adding way more glass cases with ephemera, and um, it's in the same gallery where they did the Bill Graham exhibit about eight or 10 years ago. Uh, so keep your eyes open for that. I'll start announcing it on social media in a few months, but um, Contemporary Jewish Museum for five months in the fall. When do you, when do you sleep? <laughs> you know what, it's interesting. Starting this weekend with Skull and Roses, I won't be sleeping until um, uh, sometime in August. Okay, all right. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure you're all right. I mean, you know, from here, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing 17 Dead & Co. tour shows. Uh, I'm doing all I'm doing all the stadium shows plus the LA openers plus Jazz Fest in Cornell, and then I'm doing uh, I have Summer Camp Music Festival in there. I have Ogden Folk Festival in there. I have um, uh, the Grateful Dead exhibit I'm co-curating, which 
I've done most of my part already. I'm just waiting for a couple of Watkins Glen 73 photos okay. that just came in while I was down here to add into the exhibit. Um, and I have um, Jesus Christ, the man. Grateful Dead exhibit and my museum exhibit that I'm building out and changing. I got a lot of stuff on my plate. Got a lot of stuff. How do you, it, Jay? How do you stay healthy doing doing all this traveling like this? Um, you know, I do eat well. I've been a vegetarian for 42 years. I've never drinking a cup of coffee in my life. What? I don't do drugs except for the occasional psychedelic. You know, because you gotta blow out the cobwebs yes, every, every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. I've never smoked cigarettes, and I'm a fucking weirdo, and I don't drink alcohol. Okay. So you know. I think my ADD carries me through and all the adrenaline of all the magic that we get to experience. So we need to change the lyric to love will carry us through or ADD will carry us through. That, or, that you know, too. The, the bottle was empty, but the acid was, was clean. clean. Yes. <laughs> I've been trying to get John Mayer to do that dead and go for a while now. I'm going to hit him up one more time. Be like, this is it, John. This is the final, final you chance, know, John. You know, the bottle. I, I actually had Stu Allen sing it once at a Phil show at Terrapin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, again, thanks, man, for what you do for us. And well, Apple, you got that's what I. That's why I wanted to say just personally from. Uh, I mean, thank you for being well, so supportive of this scene for as long as you had, and of us. Well, thank and all of you guys being, being so supportive of us and uh, and approachable. Uh, just on a personal note, last year when you were out here photographing, we didn't know you too well yet, but I came up to you and standing next to you with my little camera here, and I was like. I, 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 I don't feel prepared and you looked at me, you grabbed me, you said, you know what the best camera is to use? I thought you were going to say like a brand. You're like, whatever you have in your fucking hand, man. And it's encouraged me to shoot more and enjoy it and not worry about it. Excellent. Thank you, That's Jay. good stuff. Right awesome. Um, thank you, guys. Thank love you, you all. Love you all. Love you too, man. All right. Cheers. We'll see you soon. Man, mm. how cool is that? Jay Blakesburg took our picture at Skull and Roses. I know, man. I cannot wait to see that photo. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot I wait. About that. I cannot wait. He also took our picture somewhere else. At Peach Festival, he got me and Mel on the hill. Oh, that's right. Which we still haven't seen either. Yeah. Yeah. Jay. Dang it, Jay. Come <laughs> I'll tell you on. what, the, I can't talking, wait. Talking to Jay is exhilarating. He has such excitement in everything that comes out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. it is yeah, he fun. does to listen to him. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I do like chocolates. Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. All right. So there you have it. If you want to know more, if you want to go buy the coffee table book, go to jblakesburg.com. If you're at Dead & Company, go to all the things he just told you about. The, the All of it. I can't even remember all of it. It's too much. It's a lot of stuff. It's a and lot. And now this is Rosie McGee backstage skull and roses april 2023 talking about all her of life. it yeah, yeah her beautiful unique uh, eclectic whatever, you know, perspective well do you edit it or do you i mean it depends on, depends on what, what happens what happens okay <laughs> we have the ability we'll Can say that yes yes okay i would prefer it actually if you did <laughs> That's the first time anybody said that for an interview. That's cool. It, it, it seems more genuine when you do. Well, you know, 
a whole lifetime of rock and roll, the F word's going to come out. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope that's part of it. Yeah. Rosie. Okay, so. I'm Aaron. We've met several times. You're part of the scene up in Portland, too. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you're from Portland? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, I don't, I don't remember... We've I met meeting you guys. a bunch of times. Like at Dark Star shows and and Garcia okay. Birthday Band and and whatnot. Did you see them yesterday? Yes, they we did. They were amazing. Amazing. What? They really brought it. They brought yeah, they it. They really brought did bring it. it. Yeah. Hi there. You know, I. For somebody like you, you have a very unique viewpoint on all of this because you've been in it for so long. Yep. What do you think of something like this? That's five days of Grateful Dead music of other people playing the music. I'm thrilled. I'm, I love it. I, it's wonderful. You know, the the music at this point has become its own genre. And you know, the first Skull and Roses I went to was was 2018, and I had a big booth next to the stage and all of that. And it was first time. I mean, I've seen cover bands, tribute bands for years. Right. And a lot of them are really awful. And it and it's hard for me to listen, especially when they sing the Jerry songs. But um, you know, here and there there's some that are really doing it and really good and taking their own take on the music. And so over the years I started to appreciate that a little bit more. And then I came here in 2018 and uh, for whatever reason, they, they pull together whatever team does the curating mm-hmm. of the, you know, the, the vetting of the bands. I was just like blown away the first time that I came and because all the bands were good. Every single band was good. I mean, some of them were absolutely not my cup of tea, but it doesn't matter. They were still they good. They were good. They were good in their own... I mean, you know, I heard like 14 different versions of Sugar Magnolia. One of them screamed. By, you know, oh, shit. Sugar Magnolia. You know, it's like, oh, please, come on. So I went, you know, took a, took a walk. But uh, no, seriously, they were very well vetted. And that's still the case. It just got better and better. And then the production values and the sound. And, you know, it was just a little, little local festival. The first year that I wasn't here, and then I came the second year, and it's just been growing. This is phenomenal. It's it's I mean, amazing this year. It's amazing. I've walked everywhere in this in this place, and the sound is impeccable everywhere. Yes, I mean, we we yes. were thrilled. What do you think? We were very thrilled when we walked in. This is our third year when we walked in. The way they positioned the stage and everything this year, yeah. it was yeah. like genius move. We yeah. just love it. So you know, I'm I'm thrilled that. Um, there's so much to it, you know. It's such a big question. It's not just the music. No. It's not just, not just the community. And it's, I mean, it's so many things. But um, this this puts it all together. And because it's here in Ventura, in this relatively small dirt venue, where you know the dead played so many times, and there's an authenticity about it that's what we said yeah there's an authenticity about it it's not like there's no wannabes here no oh no no not not in the musicians not in the audience it's a good point not anybody everybody is here and grooving and just like totally authentic yeah and that just 
warms my heart. I mean, that, that's our, it's our, the real deal. Our, our first year coming here, Aaron, we, we got on the bus like kind of towards the end, Aaron in 89 and me in 90. And when we walked on this lot our first year, three years ago, we we were like, this is the first thing I've felt since back in the 80s and 90s that feels like, felt like that home. whole, that yeah. lot. Did you happen to read? I wrote a little essay for the Wall of News. No, this 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 um, time around or this time? Okay, this time the the Wall of News. You know, it comes out every week during or prior to to uh, Skull and Roses. I think it was the second or third week that it came out. I I I recently published a uh, coffee table book of all my best photos of the Grateful Dead, and and. One of the chapters in it is uh, uh, Ventura, 1985, and you know, I, I, as I t- told the story, um, I was invited by Dan Healy the night before the first of two nights that they were here, and I was invited to come in the morning during the setup, the first setup, because he was working on a. Um, a photo presentation for colleges and to do he did lectures about sound and and different things you know different presentations and he had been working on doing a thing about the the pace uh, step-by-step setup of the PA for the Grateful Dead and he had he had already gotten a bunch of photos from another photographer but there were kind of holes in you know where, where this happens and it's not photographed so he asked oh, okay. me to join him early in the morning the next morning to come here and uh, shoot the setup you know and and so I did and some of those photos are in my chapter in my coffee table oh, wow. right on you know showing uh, showing the, just the different setup but anyway so I wrote this little essay I wanted to find a way they asked me if I would write something and I said I don't know what about and then I thought I've got there's got to be a way to introduce some of those photos from my book oh yeah to the right. wall of news you know to tie it together yeah. with Grateful Dead 1985 because that's kind of what it's all about so um, I wrote this little essay and you can find it but I, I published like a, a few of the photos from that that gig in that morning with a completely empty arena and then the trucks wow. come in and all of that stuff, you wow. know. Well, you know, it, living in that time and, and being that close with the band, I, seeing this thing from the inside for so long, is it is it amazing to you that it's endured? That's a big question. It's not amazing to me, but it's been organic over many, many years. Right. It's not like it's suddenly hatched out of an egg. Yeah. No shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just you know, it's like, oh, oh my God, yeah. there's this, what, wait, wait a minute, where all these people go? So no, much power. I mean, yeah, there's so much power. I mean, it was such an evolution over 50 years. I mean, it's continuous. There's no break in the in the the thing and and the thing. <laughs> pantheon. It's a of thing it, right? too. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I started with the Grateful Dead 
back in the acid test when we all lived together in the same house because, well, I was Phil's girlfriend for four years. Right. The first four years of the band. And um, we all lived together because the band wanted to be together because there was no money. You know, it right. was, sometimes people say, oh, yeah, they used to have a commune. That is BS. <laughs> you know, it, we were together no, out of necessity. We were together out. Well, it was like the band is together and the people around the band, the girlfriends and the friends and sure. whoever, um, just kind of, we kind of got together. And if there was an extra bedroom, you know, somebody showed up and they maybe stayed for a year, you know. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't conscious, you know. Anyway. Um, you know, it came from that and went through the somewhat normal evolution of a band. I mean, they were or they were a cover band themselves. They were yeah. they were blues band. They were this, that, and they are a whole bunch of different things. But they were, uh, you know, just young guys learning their craft and and trying to, you know, but, get it together. But I mean, you know, I, I don't have to tell you that there's something very special about this about this music and the people that play it and the, the band that started it those men that, that i mean those guys were you know what there's I, something my personal opinion is what is it this is kind of off the wall maybe but i think without robert hunter none of this would ever have happened wow i mean jerry well robert hunter of course but not by himself jerry and 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 hunter and the music that they created but uh you know of course you just take if you take hunter by himself out of the picture like he never existed right you've got the grateful dead honing their craft and you know becoming whatever they're going to become I don't think what they be would have become would have been any of this. No, I, I when I walked wow. into my first Grateful Dead show, it was the music obviously was the thing, but the lyrics are the thing that got me. I didn't understand how they could be inside my head. I didn't know how the band could be singing what was happening Directly to me to right now, right. and it's yeah. happening for everybody else around here, and I'm in a room full of telepaths. Like, what the fuck just happened? Well, and every single person in that room has a different take on what those lyrics mean. Right. But they're all deep, and they're all, you know, yeah. they're mythical, and they're historical, and they're all of these different things, and they create these stories and these images and these characters and all of that and they last that it's 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 a whole different story it does and it lasts though that's the thing it like continue like you're saying the evolution it it's def definitive when it happened but it's still definitive so much time later well and i mean it's not just that i, I mean i'm no, thinking it's not just no that no thing. i'm, I'm yeah. thinking well i'm thinking back to the early days psychedelics right psychedelics and improvisation yeah improvisation on psychedelics <laughs> <laughs> that is part of it and then it fed into robert hunter came along right and they were already in that space but here's the here's the strange part of that is like okay that's all happening at the time right but in 88 some kid in San Fernando Valley on some really good liquid listening to the acid tests is having the same experience that you had when you were there having their head split open. And, right. it, and to me, that's 
that's otherworldly. That's not they, that's not happening everywhere. That's very peculiar and specific to this thing. And and I my whole like trip with this has been like, what happened? I yeah. I've never figured it out. I've never ever been able to put my finger on what that yeah and, I, I you know I don't mean to be to sound cavalier about no. about Robert Hunter being the thing but you know he's he's a big factor in the longevity of the music and the and the scene and how it spread into everybody's minds and, and everything but um, they were still they went they were still trying to go in kind of a normal route of being a band you know they get a record deal and then they make records that suck or they think they suck right right you know yeah and and the live the live thing becomes the thing and and you know people discover it um i don't know it's a it's a big question it really is and (laughs) and were you ever astounded at the size of it after touch of gray and all that like were you just like what the hell yeah i got a funny story to tell you about that okay Um, (laughs) well it's funny to me people generally don't don't know this but after i left you know i was with the dad from 65 bill and i were together four years and then when we broke up I stayed in the middle of the scene, you know, at the heart of the beast is what I called it. Um, you know, with, he was perfectly gentlemanly to me, had always has been, treated me with respect. And, um, you know, it became there. I was still a girl that danced on stage and I was their French language translator when they went to Europe. Um, and I became their travel agent. I worked for Olympic. You know, so I was like within the scene, but a little bit pulled back from the middle of the middle. Right. And um, I forgot where I was going with that. Touch of gray. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, um, and I talk about this in my first book. Uh, I published in, self-published in 2010, Dancing with the Dead, which is a 60,000 word set of stories, covers 10 years, and it's got a lot of photos in it. But it's it's not the book that I just published, which is a coffee table book. And so in in that story, the Dancing with the Dead ends in 1974 when I left the scene and went and fell in love with a guy who lived in Taos, New Mexico. And I followed my heart. You know, quit my job. I was uh, their travel agent. I'd quit my job and went follow my heart and I thought that I had left that behind you know well as I've often said since then there's no such thing <laughs> as leaving the Grateful Dead behind I didn't know that so I went off and lived another life you know for, for a couple of years then I came back and I was even a little further you know I went, I went to work uh, for a travel agency that uh, handled the dead and handled um, Jefferson Starship. You know, this was in the late 70s. And then uh, I, I had a kid, became a single mom. You know, just life. Life. Did, did life, you yeah, know, life did happens. life, a different kind of life. 
and and I really thought I'd left it behind. And a couple of times a year, I would go, you know, come to a gig, and I'd come backstage, and I would, uh, um, you know, greet my friends and and everything. And my point here, though, is that all those time during 20 years that I was away, mostly away. I had no idea what was going on. Oh shit, really? None. I mean, I would come back and, and you know, they went from auditoriums to bigger venues, bigger and then stadiums. Um, but I knew nothing about deadheads. I knew nothing about touring people to follow the band. Oh wow. I didn't what? know how I didn't know any of it. I didn't pay attention to it. It wasn't my world anymore. So when I came to a gig at a stadium or something, I just thought, well, yeah, this is normal. They're they're rock stars now, you know. They're they're this is the normal evolution of a successful band. Now they're playing in bigger and bigger venues, okay. you know, and and far out, you know. Now there's like 14 layers of security to try to get backstage to give Bobby a hug so I'm not gonna bother you know, <laughs> you know that, is that kind of a bummer well it, 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 yeah I mean it just got a little cumbersome and I just said fuck it you know occasionally you know I'd see I'd see Mickey from a, like three layers down I go oh, he'd come over you know give me a big hug but you know it was like it's not important they're they're kind of, you know, they got their game face. They're, they're doing yeah, their thing. Yeah, doing their thing, and it's fine. You know, it, anyway, so I didn't know any of that until wild. I came back um, to write my first book. You know, and, and that was 2010. Wow. So, That's crazy. <laughs> isn't Rosa. that crazy? So, wow. And then I started reading about it, you know, and, and researching and going to gigs and paying attention I went holy shit you know I had no <laughs> well, idea than I thought. yeah well I mean there's more to it yeah like what, what you're asking me about is what is it yeah this whole it, it. yeah what, what it's become yeah what it's become and I'm I'm playing catch-up you know I'm totally well, I mean, I'm, I'm not anymore but I, I was yes. for a, a few years I think at the heart of it though this thing is is a family because yeah. that's how it started Right. And that's what you were, right, family. that's what you're part of. And it's family and it's given us a family. It's given us community. And I, I wonder though, like in the early time, early days in the 64, 65, during the acid tests, did it feel like something was being born? No, no, I mean, no, I, huh? I, I, I don't even know how to answer that. I mean, we were living in the moment. We were getting right. high every week. We're doing weird shit with Ken Kesey, you know? Yeah. And it was like this, this um, not in a negative way, but it was kind of like an aberration in no, society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we were just doing this little weird thing over here. And it didn't feel special in a kind of a way? We were just so into it. Yeah. We didn't think about when you yeah. when you ask me those kind of questions, it implies like like it felt different from the outside. Right, right, right. Well, very true. And we were not from the outside. Very we true. Were, we were in it. We lived in the present. We did this thing, and it was all we were inside the bubble. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. how can you see yourself when you're actually in the 
process of doing something. You can't pull out of that. Well, I mean, and, and also when the band first started out, you know, here they are and they got Pigpen and they're doing the blues and they're doing these covers and, and you know, trying to make a band and trying to earn 50 bucks for a night or something like that. And then all LSD comes along, Owsley comes along, uh, Ken Kesey comes along, and there's this whole acid test thing, which is indescribable. You know, it really is. I, I really have issue, again, it's not a popular opinion, but I take issue with uh, films or tapes of the acid test or people trying to describe the acid test because it's indescribable, really. Yeah. You can sort of you can sort of say what went on and the flavor of it and everything, but when you got a room full of people doing whatever comes to mind, there's a bunch of microphones and music being played that's not music and and everybody's high and do your own thing until the sun comes up and you stumble out into the dawn, you know, who, who knows what went on? <laughs> I mean, it's like a dream, got, like describing a dream. It's got nothing to do with this. Right. And it's, uh, I mean, wow. we're having those experiences now at our house. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> In our own way. Yeah. And, but like I told you earlier, my first exposure to all of this was a cassette tape of the acid test sitting in a room with a group of people listening to that and whatever magic was happening in that room was on that tape because it affected all of us really it, yes. that's really really, interesting really fucking and, and it was like we were there i mean all out of our minds well yeah i i guess you'd have to be high enough to listen to that right yes sure. imagine you sitting for two Maybe hours that's, that's part of it that's right. part of it is i don't do it anymore and so, oh, this is me at 18, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, yeah. it, it really was, from the outside, just that perspective. I can't explain what that was. Not in right. a million years, I can't explain I, that. I can't even imagine being there. Well, and well you the, can't even describe... People ask me all the time in interviews, you know, tell me about your first acid trip, or what was your favorite acid trip, or... <laughs> You know, I'm all, like, all of them. You know, my standard answer, a little sarcastic, but uh, was if you have done it yourself, I don't have to explain. If you haven't done it, nothing I can say will do anything but make me sound like I'm fucking nuts. Yes. Wow. Which also lends towards the, the, the music and the live experience because when my best friend, when we were kids in 89, got ta got taken to a show with somebody and then that, I didn't know, I thought I lost my best friend. All of a sudden he, he, he sold everything, bought a 32-foot international school bus and took off and wow. was sending me letters. <laughs> this is 89, so he's sending me letters from the road. He now has a road name. I'm like, I've lost my best friend. <laughs> and I'm telling him, like, like, well, tell me. He's like, I can't, I can't explain it. And then he finally, a year later, got me to go to a show and tell you, like, get steeped in it. You can't explain it. It's like explaining an you acid trick. You no. can't explain it to it's somebody. It's useless. It's useless. You just sound like you're like stupid, yeah. stu I, stupid or nuts. The other thing I was going to say too with their music, I'm just wondering if you ever experienced this because I know me and him have throughout our lives. There's, 
there there's times where some some of their songs I did not like, but then all of a sudden something happens where it's your new favorite and it speaks to you. Like didn't understand it for years and then saw a live performance or heard a tape and then all of a sudden that's my new favorite song and it went straight to my heart when I don't understand why it didn't for years. Yeah. It, it's just, it, that's the I magic don't... of Hunter. <laughs> yeah. That that is. That that's exactly what she was talking about was you know the the um timelessness of those lyrics and and the levels well, and, and the, the got it we're taking a water break that's right it's a it's we time want Rosie for, to be it, nice and clear when she talks no we don't want Rosie's throat hurting absolutely not okay I'm back all right <laughs> yeah it, it's the timelessness of the lyrics and and the magic of Hunter well because it's yeah and it's open it's like poetry or or you know art it's art in words yeah and it just takes you wherever it takes you right and I want to just ask Rosie what what do you feel like your contribution is through all the years of being involved kind of in the heart and then also on the periphery of the heart and then completely out like you do definitely have a place in here in the in the lexicon and in the history of it what what do you feel your your personal contribution i think it's two different things uh the 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 um initially i was in the middle of of it and i was a worker you know i was i was part of the family i was part of the inner crew and you know people have asked me many times uh well in the old days when you were all living together and the women were doing women's work and doing the laundry and all that stuff i said that none of that mattered to me you know we were a bunch of young people living together and and uh whoever needed to do you know we were we were formed around a band they were the only ones that earning money if there was any money and and whatever needed to get done got done and whoever was available to take care of it you know if ramrod was busy and jerry needed guitar strings i went to the store you know so what wasn't like that yeah i got it it was just like do do whatever but then as they grew and it became a road band and all of that i became their travel agent and we we had there was these these different um uh, subsidiary companies formed they weren't subsidiaries but they were auxiliary auxiliary yeah yeah that to do there were all these things that that a band a road band traveling band needs these services you know they need a travel agent they need a booking agent they needed this they needed that they might as well have friends yeah who know you and who know what your deal is if they're capable of being professional about it, why not have them do it? We're doing the same thing. And so, yeah, in 72, after Europe 72, we came back and we formed uh, a bunch of different companies. Sam Cutler formed Out of Town Tours to do booking and tour management. Um, Frankie, who was Bob Weir's girlfriend at the time, formed uh, Fly-By-Night Travel, and I became their travel agent. You know, I love the name. Do, yeah, yeah, fly by yeah our motto was here today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we had love a good it. time with that. 
And so, you know, we, I mean, somebody had to make travel arrangements. And so we kind of brought it all in-house, more or less. And uh, so those first 10 years before I left to go live in New Mexico, um, my contribution was I loved those guys. They loved me. They accepted me. And, and I would do anything for them. Aww. And they would do anything for me. And, you know, we were all just like, okay, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? That's your homies. Yeah, it was my homies. <laughs> and, and so, you know, as they grew and became more, you know, traveling more and needed more professional stuff. Um, but then around 73, 74, the scene started to, that was when they started to build a wall of sound. Right. And there got to be a lot of employees, and there got to be a lot of cocaine. And the nature of the scene was changing in an unpleasant, to me anyway, in an unpleasant way. And uh, I thought, you know, I think it's time for me to go do something else. And uh, so that's, you know, my contribution was those first 10 years was the heart of the beast and doing whatever I could do. You helped build the foundation. You helped lay the foundation, man. The other part of it, part two, started from the very beginning, which is I'm a photographer. Right. I started taking photos when I was about 12. My father lent me his camera to uh, photograph some event. I think it was like middle school graduation or something. And I immediately took to it. I liked the way I liked that. Mm-hmm. Something about it, and and so I kept borrowing the camera, borrowing the camera, and ended up I became compelled to document my life in photos. Oh, wow. And so my dad got tired of me borrowing his camera and gave it to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good well, yeah, it's just Thanks, yours, Dad. Yeah. You know? And and uh, so whenever I could, I mean, this is all film you know film camera film developing was very expensive Mm -hmm. so i had to mitigate what i could do based on how much money i had right you know it was just really expensive yeah and you you couldn't with digital you can see what what your photo is that's you get it you get what you get you get what you get you don't know you have to wait a week and a half and then maybe you got some good photos and you just paid your last of your paycheck, you know. Wow. So anyway, so um, um, so then, you know, I come into the Grateful Dead scene. I'm already a photographer. And, wow. you know, casual, you know, I'm, I'm not like big shot photographer. I'm, I'm just the girl with the camera. It was part of my identity and part of my comfort zone. Right. It's just like, I like doing this. Oh, yeah, I click. You know, I'm just like perpetual. This is my hand. <laughs> Shaped like holding a camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like permanently like that. So, um, so I took all these photos and because I would enjoy doing it. And it wasn't until 1986 when they started, people started doing books about the Grateful Dead. And somebody said, hey, Rosie took a lot of early days photos because I would photograph them all through Mickey's Ranch. And yeah, all you the, know, yeah. one of my most popular photos is Jerry on a horse. 
you know, which yeah. is like, what? <laughs> you know? Well, that's that in, that's that inside look. You were on the inside. Well, I was on the inside, yeah. Right. So my photos, very quietly, without anybody really knowing about it, I started uh, licensing my photos to be in books and films and TV shows. And through the late 80s, it got more and more and more. And um, I was still un relatively unknown. Uh, one of the things I found later on, once I published my first book and started doing photo presentations and book signings and started meeting people, they'd come up to my booth and I'd have a, a bin of photos for them to buy, you know? And they'd look through the bin and they'd go, you took this? Oh my God, I've always loved this photo. Yeah, these are the photos we've been over looking at our whole over, lives. Over, over, you know, it's like, what? You know, so that's my other contribution. The documentarian. That's, that's amazing. Inside. Documentarian. And as I was um, preparing for my book, it was um, the coffee table book. I went through every single photo I ever took of him over a 25 year period. I'll never have to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a feat all yeah, in itself. Yeah. But I, it took me six months to prepare the photos for the book. There's 400 photos in the book. And it covers 66 to 91. People can get it on Amazon? If they go to rosiemcgee.com, there there'll be the information. Okay. Because uh, I started out. <laughs> Aww. That's Wow, that was sweet, man. Goosebumps. Wow. I mean, that, that, was a that great pretty much says it all right there, all. right? Rosie, I, I just, I don't know if anybody's ever said this to you, but thank you. Yes. Thank you for helping thank build you. the foundation of something that changed my life. Thank you so much. Yeah. It means everything. I'm really, uh, I'm proud of what I've done. Should be. And, and I'm so thrilled that the reception for my photos has been the way it is. I've come to understand, you know, at first I was reluctant. I mean, I've always been behind the scenes right. kind of, you know, recluse kind of person. And, and going out and, and doing vending and photo presentations and meeting hundreds of people and having people come up to me, are you Rosie McGee? It, it was very unusual. But um, not too long ago, I think it was at the two Skull and Roses ago, I had my booth right next to the stage. I remember. I do too. And this, yeah, this uh, young lady probably 18, 19 years old, beautiful young lady, all dressed, you know. Regalia. Rings on her fingers and bells on her shoes. Absolutely. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So she walks up to me and she goes, are you Rosie McGee? And I'm standing there under this giant sign that says Rosie McGee. <laughs> no. No, no, she went to the bathroom. No. Um, yeah, um, yes, I'm Rosie McGee. Um, and she said, she got tears in her eyes. She said, can I hug you? 
Aww. And I said, of course. So I got up and she came over and she hugged me and she pulled back. She looked at me. She said, you're my tribal grandmother. Yeah, man. Aww. It still gets me. Aww. <laughs> Just like, yeah, there it is. Yeah, man. That's so... An yeah. elder of the tribe. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, and it's and an I, honor for us. It is an honor really? for us. It, I, you know, there, I feel like I, I came into the scene Ooh, later. Right. And to be able to be at the point where we're interviewing. And this is like loose, but not royalty. This is a Grateful Dead royalty. Well, you know, it, it really is because well, you're because of the foundational. Well, but, well you know. I, and I would never put that on you, except well, that we're here now together. And, and you even explaining your story and like that foundation, that's a big deal because that's the yeah. fabric. No, that and I, and I, I do accept that. I mean, Thank I, you. I feel like I have a, a responsibility to tell my stories, to show my photos, to share my photos and to, you know, I'm one of many other pieces of other people who all together make this woven fabric of keeping the visual part of it alive. Yeah. Yes. You know, because the music's the music, community's a community, and we all have this, you know, kindness and love thing. But it's it's helped along by the visuals. Absolutely. Well, and I the, feel the artwork, the posters. Well, yeah, I, and I want you to know too. I mean, for whatever part we have to play in all of this, anything we can do to help you, we're here for you. All like, right. I mean, you've done immeasurable things for us. So, any way we can pay it back, you just well, let me you. know Thanks anytime. So well, and that's what I wanted to say about like um, this is how we're paying it forward, getting your story to weave into the audible, you know, the right. auditory fabric of. Right, Grateful Dead. It's all. We do it need all, to know it's this. this big fabric. Yeah. yeah. But this festival, I mean, it, I mean, look, I there's friggin' Mountain Girl. Yeah, it's up crazy. Up there with Bill Walton up on the stage, dancing, and I'm like, <laughs> yesterday I had a reunion with Doug Irwin of Irwin Guitars. Mm -hmm. I have. He and I used to work at the same time. Worked at Alembic. In 1971. Oh, wow. Wow. I had not seen him in over 50 years. Yes, yeah, oh We had not seen Five each zero. other. And that's part of the magic of this, too. And we, you know, I looked at him, I got right in his face, <laughs> and I went, uh, this, you know, I'm like around gesturing her around, around her my, face. my face, right. Do you remember this? And he's like, I said, Rosie McGee, we worked at Alembic together, and he's like, Oh, shit. You can see, like, the, the wheels. wheels are turning, you know? <laughs> right on. So, yeah, and, you know, we've, we've, I've had reunions for the last few days. If you were there, did it take you back? If you weren't there, did it take you there? I don't know. Those shows are, are definitely reunion spaces. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, right? it, having the opportunity to... um to see what what's happening backstage mm -hmm. at this particular skull and roses was very eye-opening for me yeah in what way just to like to see the old school grateful dead family getting together and like all hanging out under that middle 10 by 10 at the tables mm -hmm. in the middle like See, congregating david gans and, and yeah. dennis sitting there and all the all the daughters 
yeah that That's were there right. uh getting to meet bill walton and seeing his presence around there the whole time and that man that is a presence <laughs> yeah it's just a trip to see and and it's dope that like it's been going on for 50 plus years and it's still a family yeah and there's it really is and there's still like and there's still new members all the time yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's be new members being created right now as Dead and Company plays the Gorge. Yeah, somebody's at their first show. Somebody's absolutely at their first oh, show. Bree is at her first Gorge show this weekend. This weekend. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. So Cody and Nate are going to see each other. Yep. Oh my gosh! This is cute. No Simple Road family. That's With worlds collide. Well. <laughs> Yeah, man. I love it. This That makes me that, happy. Those are two, like, Cody and Nathaniel together is almost like, uh, I think that the space-time continuum could tear. Like Iron Man and like they're two some sweet other people. Kind of, the sweetest two human beings on the planet. <laughs> And then when they get together, they just want everybody to have fun mm -hmm. yeah. and they are fun. They exude fun. Yeah. So I'm sure that Brie is just oh my having gosh. the time of her and life. And Megan and Brie together, yep. they're going to have a blast. They are going to have a blast. Oh they gosh. both like their cocktails. Yes, no, and Brie, congratulations on killing it on your marathon oh, yeah. run. Ooh. You have something to celebrate. Heck yeah. It's a couple extra sips of that. Whatever you want. Margarita. Live it up. Can. Margarita in a can. They have that. Yeah, right? yeah, they have. The oh yeah. Of, well, yeah, they, yeah, they have. Squeeze some of the a little lime yeah. in there and call it a day, girl. Um, Good so job. If they always you, have the best drinks. If you uh, are at, if you are at the Gorge Den Company and you're listening to No Simple Road, that's really fucking cool of you. Because there's a lot of other things you could be doing, but you're listening to us. Or if you're traveling to or from the Gorge, drive safe. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Maybe you know. Be patient. Honk the horn when you're driving through Portland, so we can mm -hmm. beep beep. Yeah. yeah, and um, I hope you enjoyed these two iconic photographer storytellers that we have. Yeah, and um, we will be back. I'm trying to. I'm gonna just gonna be straight up with all y'all right now. If you've listened this far into the episode, you deserve a little honesty. We're a fair right now. We don't come back until Monday. I don't know if there's going to be a Monday episode this week. There's not going to be a Monday episode this week, everybody. There, there will end up being. There will not be a Monday episode this week. Mel just made. We're the call. sorry. We talked this whole thing blue in the face last week about how important it is to be consistent. Blah I'm blah. Being blah. consistent by not having one. And what, <laughs> what did I say? Our life happens because we're living it. Well, and everybody, every, everybody that listens has already heard so much about us talking about the build up to fair. It would if we did something to release on Monday, it would just be us talking about more build up to the fair. Instead now of, you're going to find out about what happened at the fair. That's right. After we return. Mm, if we remember. As much as we, we can say a lot. We can uh, talk about our performance. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just, I was just kidding. I'm, if we remember. If we remember. Depending on what happens. I'll remember some uh, stuff. So, I don't know. There Don't, I know y'all heard Mel just now say there's not going to be. We may tomorrow record something to put out on Monday. But I don't know yet. So just I'm just letting you know that it's up in the air at this point. Apple just said it. 
Okay. Well, no, we all just said things. <laughs> so now, now that you're thoroughly confused, we don't know as usual. No one knows. We don't know still. what hey, we're gonna yeah. do. Hey, I who's said in charge no. of this train? Nobody. Who's, who's no conducting one. this motherfucker? Nobody. Me. All right. <laughs> really? I'm. I'm the conductor. Yes. Really. That's just a title. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's just a title. <laughs> it's just on your name tag. I know. Oh. Um. All right, so we will be back next week with more stuff and things, and um, maybe you may who knows or, or not. We may not remember anything because Aaron said. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're coming through fair, come say hi, and um, happy fair, everybody. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Until then, take care of each other. Love one another. Smile a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate and um, yeah, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. It is warm. Okay, we're gonna leave it at that. It's warm. Listeners, I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.